Hello and welcome to the Arista Advice Podcast, focusing on your wealth so you can focus on your dreams. We'll navigate through the noise so that you can organize your life and financial health. Let's get started with your host, Paul Moffitt. Welcome to Arista Advice Podcast. We're thrilled and excited to have Christine Tay with Tay Financial Coaching with us today. For the last four years, she gave up her corporate America gig to come and help individuals and couples build a good relationship with money through budgeting. We're excited to have Christine with us today. Welcome, Christine. Yeah, thank you, Paul, for inviting me to your podcast. I really appreciate that. Good to have you. Christine is in the process of moving to Las Vegas from California, and we're excited to have her in our neighborhood and to have her as a Nevada resident very, very soon. It's going to be exciting to see where things go. What many need to know is that uh, Christine also has 71,000 followers on LinkedIn and uh, has a great respect in the LinkedIn community and in the financial services industry, and we're very excited to have her with us today. Christine, let's get started. have a question for you. Help us and, and walk us through the challenges that you see that people are encountering with their money and budgeting. Yeah, so my clients came from all walks of life, from people who doesn't make a lot of money to people who does make a lot of money. For all of them, their main challenge or main pain point is really, I don't know where my money go. They feel they're living paycheck to paycheck. So I recently have a client, they're a couple, and they make very good money. They're in Silicon Valley, but they feel they're living paycheck to paycheck. And then they are living paycheck to paycheck, even though they're making a lot of money because they have five kids combined between the two of them. They're not married. They're partners, but they have five kids, they have a big house. So you really need a budget to be able to know where your money goes. So even big companies have a budget. Like I used to work in corporate FP&A, financial planning and analysis, and we're doing forecasting and budgeting on a very large budget. So even them, they have forecast, they budget, and then and then when the month is over, we do actual. So, so it's the same concept on the individual level. I mean, if you think big companies do that, what makes you think you can get away with not having that, right? Individuals, you need that. I myself have a budget since at least 10 years now, actually probably more than that. Just keep mine in a spreadsheet and then I know exactly where my money goes. And then there's only so much brain power I have to remember, oh, where does my money go? So you need a tracking system that's dependable that you can actually, that you know exactly where your money is going. Love it. Love it. Share with us the secrets that some of these couples have been able to overcome or things that they have done that have really freed them from the dark side of no budget and overspending. Most of them, they don't have a budget, so they don't know where their money goes. So, of course, like they always come to me, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm spending. Maybe I'm spending $300 only on food or whatever. So, usually that's their main dilemma. And then, so we start with the budgeting, but I do work with their history, meaning their, we work on their money history, like how they were raised around money, how their money mindset, because my focus really is on how do I help you build a good relationship with money? What does that mean? So, that means that if you think about money, you don't get stressed about it. You don't, you don't hate it. You don't get angry when you think about money. You don't avoid money. So having a good relationship is that you're taking care of money. So money will take care of you too. So it starts with a, your foundation, which is budgeting. So I just have everyone get started on the budgeting, whatever works for them. For 
people listeners i mean pen and paper works for you do it i have a roommate who was doing pen and paper but i don't really do that because i feel you know you can't really do so much stuff with a pen and paper so what i teach people and my budgeting course is plain excel spreadsheet or google sheet if you don't have excel i'm an excel person i did all my retirement planning and everything through excel so the main theory is that you have to be proactive about your money. Like, you know, when you spend money, you have to track it. It has to be proactive, not reactive. Like mid.com, I feel is more reactive. Like you're like, oh, you spent this much. You go there. Okay, how much did you spend? So it has to be proactively tracking where your money goes. Oh, that's wonderful. To your point, Christine, we see large corporations that make billion dollars a year in sales and revenue and expenses. And we see individuals that have good income, some that have medium income, and some that have limited income. And also, we've had clients that are celebrities, and we still have clients that are, that are celebrities, and they get paid a lot of money. And we have found that no matter who you are, if you have a budget and you have a good relationship with money, it changes everything. And uh, it's so important to understand and to have conversations, you know, in schools, they just don't teach money. They they don't talk about money. It's sort of perceived as the taboo topic to not talk about. And, you know, we, we have to start talking more about it and helping people understand what it is and how to be good around it and how it's important to treat it. So can you share with us some successes of some individuals and couples that you've worked with? Yeah, it's mainly the freedom they feel. When I work with them, what happens is that, um, yeah, they, they get excited, they start tracking, then, then they fall off the wagon. And what happens is that they're like, oh, crap, we're on negative cash flow again. Then I ask them, so how often were you tracking your, your money? You know, it's like, yeah, maybe once a week or, or so. Because then sometimes as, as we work with them for a couple of sessions, then we start meeting them every two or three weeks. So as it goes wider and wider our session time, then they start falling off the wagon because then they get so excited in the beginning because we meet every week. So that's usually what happens is that they just, oh yeah, they're they're negative cash flow again. So I have to remind them again because then I have to train them like, you know, because I'm not going to be with them forever. So we need to get wider, wider between the time we see each other. So then you can get into the habit of getting into it. But once they remind them and they realize the impact, of them not being, you know, it's just like being healthy, right? You can't like be healthy like this week and the next week you're like, oh, I'm going to eat plenty of sugar again, you know, because I, I've been good last week. So it doesn't work that way. It's the same concept with money. You have to be consistent. So they realize like, oh yeah, this is really important. So they get back into it again. And then now they, they're into it and then they just feel a lot freer and then we explore their their history their past and a lot of them they they're not being taught in school so i did a post like you know financial illiteracy for a lot of people is not their fault because then the clients who come to me they come with parents who like who doesn't know anything about money so if you don't learn that at home you don't have parents who teach you about debt, who never even want to talk about money, who you hear arguments about money, who like, you know, they just they just don't have a healthy chat about money and conversation. So you're not being taught that at home about debt, credit card, whatever. Then you go to school, you're not being taught in school. 
So where are you going to learn that from? Where are you going to learn financial literacy from? So you come to a point, maybe when you're like old enough, you start thinking about money or like you get to a point where you're tired of being tired, then you start to learn that, but you're kind of on your own. You have to figure that out. So that's why like, I'm very passionate about this. I want to do my financial literacy course. I want to try to see how can I, you know, maybe um, market that towards at least high schooler because I think they're starting to make money already in high school, you know, do their summer jobs or whatever. So anytime they make money, I really want them to start learning about how money works. You know, I think the government, they should at least mandate that even in middle school, you know, or earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get started on what the government should do. <laughs> it would be a two-hour podcast. It'll now, be I'm a two-hour podcast, you know. But yeah. but uh, let, let's control what we can control today, Christine, and that is ourselves and those that are within our immediate circle and helping them. And in conclusion, Christine, on the Arista Advice podcast today, share with us, if you will, somebody who has tried it, it hasn't worked, They've tried to do spending software. It hasn't worked. What's some advice that you have for somebody that has some children who are grown in their 30s, 40s, and they still can't connect and understand money? What's some advice that you have for them? I would say hire a financial coach or a money coach because like, there's only so much you can do on your own. So one of the things like... I did the budgeting course mainly because some people, they just need to get started. But what I found out is like most of them who do courses, they don't really stick with it because then they really do need an accountability partner. Sometimes your issues are just so bad, unless you're a very self-motivated person and you are consistent, but most of them do need a coach to hold them accountable. I mean, most people, you, you can't force them, right? Hey, this is coaching. It's a valuable investment. They have to come that on their own terms. So so you just have to meet them where they're at. So that's why I offer that. Hopefully one day they when they come to me or to any coach, it's not going to be too late for them. But most financial coaches, we do deal with budgeting as well because that's kind of like our foundation before we can talk about anything else. Yeah. What does your financial coaching look like? What's one or two really important skills that you help teach them during these coaching calls that you have with your clients and couples? To embrace money, how important money is, financial literacy. So I have two young clients, they're in their 20s. And then one of them, I interviewed them for my LinkedIn Live. She realized, so she said she started dating. But then when one of her deal breakers, she told me, was that the guy has to be financially literate. She understand now how valuable the relationship is with money. And especially when you're dating, you know, that's important, right? Because you're going to marry the person's money as well, eventually, if that goes there. So you need to make sure that you are on the same page. It's like a turnkey, like when they like just click in their mind and then when they really embrace how important money is. And then like they have this healthy mindset and relationship around money. Like, you know, when I post stuff about like using positive affirmation, like I love money, I am rich. Like I do get comments that says, yeah, money's evil, whatever. You can't do that. But I'm like, how can you, if you say money's evil, it's going to be hard for you to attract things you think that are evil. Or even you say rich people are evil. How can you become rich if you think the person you're trying to be is evil, right? So I, I like my client like to embrace like wanting to be rich, to be rich. Because then if you're a good person and if you have more money, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to do more good things, right? So yeah, if you're greedy, you have more money, then you're going to be more greedy. So it has nothing to do with money. It just boils down to who you are as a person. 
You know, I, I like what you said in there that once you get into helping them, it's just all about that positive information, building their confidence that they can do this, helping them stop the compulsive spending, whether it's for $5, $10, $100, or 1000 or 10000 or 20000 you know, whatever that is, that compulsive spending and that natural man and woman that we all have in us, we have to get out of us. Yeah. And and usually for compulsive spenders, there's usually an underlying reason there. So I go deep into like, why do they compulsively spend? That's where my work come in place as valuable because like, for example, I have a client, older client. She's uh, 50s now. Her kids left the house. So what she realized, she's been spending a lot more money on Amazon buying and shopping. And that was because she was filling a void. Then she re- she regretted after buying Amazon package because she's like, why does this buy a couple hundred dollars? Because she has money. And then I so I, I, I gave her homework. Find out, you know, like she likes dogs. So I said, why don't you go to the shelter and then do fostering or volunteer, whatever, because she was really filling a void. Sometimes people buy stuff to fill a void, but it's not a fulfilling void. So, so that's where I, you know, I really ask a lot of questions. We dig deep because, like, all that stuff are usually just symptoms of a much deeper issues that we have to work on. Wow, I love that. Shoot, keep going, Christine, and keep uh, putting good content. Keep engaging the world. Before you know it, maybe the United States government will call you the Secretary of Budgeting for the United States of America, and you'll be a Secretary Administrative Post. <laughs> Or in charge of financial literacy. That's right, in charge of financial literacy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Christine, it's been a pleasure and a joy to spend some time with you today. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for what you're doing to help those that are around you and helping them build healthy relationships with their money through budgeting. Thank you, Paul. Have a great day. Great visiting with you. And we look forward to seeing you here in Las Vegas very, very soon. Yes, I look forward to it too, Paul. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. You too. This episode of the Arista Advice Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more advice on your wealth so you can focus on your dreams. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.